Aware Now, the official podcast for causes. Presented by Awareness Ties, Aware Now is rated O for original and organic content to raise awareness for the causes we're all tied to through personal stories and exclusive interviews. Tune in as we raise awareness a story at a time about topics that aren't always easy to talk about through conversations that are sometimes hard to have. Together, we are aware now. This is Shifting Higher, an exclusive interview with Jesse Ubuji. This is found in the World Edition of Aware Now magazine. You know, to get right into it, when you hear the words U.S. Naval Officer, NASCAR Driver, and Black, they aren't terms that we often see all together. But here you are, Lieutenant Jesse Awuji, doing what's not been done until now, serving your country in the Navy Reserves while seeking excellence on the NASCAR track. Is there a common thread both in NASCAR and in the Navy that led you to pursue careers in both? Yeah, um, there is a little bit of a common thread um, between the two. I mean, I think both of them are very much uh, team type uh, situations where, you know, in the Navy, uh, you know, when we're driving these ships out there, because I come from the ship world, uh, you need an entire team of people to get that ship going. You don't just walk on a ship and put a key in, turn it, on, turn on a ship, and then start driving it. You need an engineering team. You need a team up uh, up in the bridge navigating the ship. You need your uh, communications team. You need all the IT folks. Uh, you need combat information center. You need all these folks to come together so that the ship can move from point A to point B and accomplish the mission. It's the same thing in NASCAR. In NASCAR, you need an entire team. It's not just a driver hopping in a car and driving it. You need your crew chief. You need your pit crew, um, your your engineer, your race engineers. Um, you need folks uh, uh, managing all the different um, admin type stuff that happens before you even get to the track. You need all these different elements to come together as one full team so that you can have success on the track. If one person doesn't do their job, it could jeopardize the entire weekend. It's the same thing. So um, a lot of different correlations between the two, even as a driver, um, you know, being a driver at NASCAR and then just being an officer in the Navy, you know, you, you have to stay physically fit. You got to be able to manage a lot of stress. You got to be able to time manage uh, your, your days very well because there's a lot of things that are thrown on your plate as a driver. We don't just go to a track and race and that's it and then go to a track the next week and race, that's it. There's so much stuff that happens during the week. You're doing all these interviews, you're connecting with different sponsors, you're fulfilling different sponsorship obligations that you have with different partners. There's all these things you have to do. And it's just like being in the Navy. When we're not out at sea, when we're back in home port, there's all these different things we're doing just to maintain our readiness so that we can go out and execute when we have to. I, I guess I didn't realize there'd be so many similarities, but I hear you, I see you there. Um, you know, both in NASCAR and in the Navy, there have historically been racial barriers. Have you personally met adversity because of your color? And if so, how have you risen above it? Um, I would say when it comes to on-track stuff, I, I wouldn't say I've seen it like in person or to my face, any type of racial barriers. <clears throat> but I'm sure there's some things that probably happened in the background. Maybe some people have said some things or made some remarks. I know um, as far as like fans, for the most part, I have a lot of great support from a lot of great fans. But every once in a while, you have your keyboard warriors because we live in the internet age where 
um, people feel really safe at home to, to speak their minds and, and talk a lot of crap um, and it happens and, and sometimes people just talk crap because you know you're not their favorite driver and their other some other drivers are favorite driver some people just talk crap because they want to really get to you um, I've had different people say very nasty things to me online uh, you know dropping the n-word this and that um, I, I had a instance last year Somebody pulled um, one of my pictures off of Google Images and then wrote the N-word all across it and then what? posted it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, they did it. It's not the first time something like that's happened. I've had, this is this is usually every year, once at least once a year, something stupid like that happens. Um, mm -hmm. But it just it's just part of it. It happens. Um, at the end of the day, people can hide on the internet, so they do it. Um, it's mm -hmm. not right, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just something you deal with. I think as African Americans in general, if you're trying to succeed, if you're trying to get to a higher level than where you're at, you know, there's going to be people who just don't want you to get to that mm -hmm. level. There's some people who just are going to be jealous of the journey, who are going to hate on you. And, and that's fine. It's okay. Like, they, they're going to remain in their mother's basement hating on me all day, and I'm going to, you know, skyrocket and get to where I'm going to go and, and do everything I want to do in life. You know, I when I first came to know about you and um, about your story I mean there's so many different facets of it um, you know I, I love that of your parents um, your parents are proof that I love the way you explain it just because you start with nothing doesn't mean the rest of your life will be nothing for those who tell you that there is no opportunity in America can you please share with us the story of your parents? Yeah, yeah, no, for anyone to say there's no opportunity in America, that's their fault. That's their own fault. And, and mm -hmm. no one else is but themselves. And we're in full control of our own journeys in life. There is nothing that can stop you from getting to where you want to go to in life. As long as what you're trying to get to in life isn't prohibiting others from them living a free life also. So that's mm -hmm. very important to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, for my parents, their story. So, you know, both my parents came from Nigeria to the U.S. back in the 80s. They didn't have much at all. My dad had saved up a bunch of money in Nigeria before he came here. They weren't rich in Nigeria. He came from a family of uh, 11. Um, 11, 11. He had 11 siblings. Uh, they all lived under one roof. There wasn't a mansion. It was a small, small, small one-story house that I don't even really think had doors. Um, so, and if you needed to use a restroom, the outhouse was a good 40, 50 yards away from the, from the house. So if you need to use it at night, you're walking all the way out into a jungle area. It's not like some nice field. I mean, you're going through the jungle to get to the outhouse and you're going to use it out there. If you forget the tissue, tissue paper, you're going to have to find some leaves because they have really big, you know, jungle leaves. You right. find those and use those to, uh, to, to, to clean yourself. So that's where he came from. My mom came from even less. Uh, her mom was super sick when she was a kid and was in the hospital um, for months and months and months and the family didn't have much They didn't have a lot of money. They were struggling. My mom, you know, she would go to school elementary school after school She had to go uh, fetch food for the family go fetch water for the family and When I say fetch water that doesn't mean go to Walmart and buy some bottles of water That means go to a river and fetch water literally as an 11 year old imagine if, if if someone's 11 year old had to do that here i mean that they they call like child protection services <laughs> so, right, right. So that's what she had to do but she had to do it to keep the family alive um and uh so that's where my parents came from so they came from that 
to here. The reason why they came here to the U.S. is because they didn't want to live that life forever. They didn't want to be part of that forever. They knew that opportunity was not a lot in Nigeria. There was a lot of repression. There was a lot of things going on. There was a lot of just a lot of greed, a lot of corruptness in the government. There's so much going on there. They knew that success was going to be very difficult there, but if they put themselves in a better situation, then all of a sudden they give themselves an opportunity to succeed. So they came here to the U.S. They started with nothing, really. If my dad had a few hundred dollars, my mom didn't have anything. Um, they got married, decided to settle in Dallas, Texas. And my mom, her first you know, work she had here in the U.S. was a maid. She was a hotel, a hotel maid. Uh, she worked a lot of hours trying to save up some money and eventually saved up enough money to get into school and get her associate's degree um, in nursing and then became a nurse. Um, when she became a nurse, she worked, 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 worked. Uh, she literally would work. Um, she would she work uh, her normal 12 hour shifts every single day, seven days a week, and then try to also throw overtime on top of it. So my mom literally had many, many hundred plus hour weeks um, year after year after year. She. She didn't just work, like I said, she didn't just work five five days a week, six days a week. She would work seven days a week, every single week of the year for many, many years. And then on top of that, going into about 1997, 1998, on top of all those hours, she also started a small business where she had a party supply store. And that party supply store was operating um, throughout the during the day from about 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. So she would go work her nursing job from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. or later and then come to the uh, party supply store by nine to open it up and work the party supply store from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., grab a bite, maybe a quick nap, and then head to her work. And she did that um, five, six, seven days a week, depending on if she had someone to work there to help at the store or not. But she was doing that every week to save up more money, save up more money. But through this hard work and through this grind over the years, you know, my, you know, we, we, we went from back when I was first born living in government subsidized homes or not homes, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, apartments. And then from there, eventually moved into a, a one-story house. And then from there, we moved into our, our, two, our first two-story house in 1996. And then moved into our next house after that in 2005 or, or six. Uh, after that, moved into um, the next bigger house. Like, houses kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger because my parents kept on grinding, grinding, grinding. My dad, mm -hmm. same thing, was grinding, working hard. Uh, he had his own... Uh, uh, videography business that he was doing and then he worked for some schools um, anywhere from high school to uh, colleges and stuff like that did a lot of media stuff with them um, mm -hmm. but did all this stuff both of my parents grinding hard to work hard so they can build better opportunities for the family um, have more revenue coming into the house and just you know just create an opportunity for us to thrive in a good environment so that we could go off and do great things and it worked right. um, so for anyone saying that you know there's no opportunities here Imagine starting like my mom, basically sleeping on the side of a hospital bed with her sick mother and having to go fetch water at 11 years old. That's where you started, going from there to where they're at now. Um, don't tell me that there's no opportunity in the United States of America because there is. For those you know, who are looking for advice, who are seeking to do what's not been done before, what guidance would you give them, those who are unsure about creating a path that's not yet been made? Yeah, so um, for those who are trying to, you know, go on um, a wild journey, basically, a journey to try to accomplish something that maybe hasn't been accomplished before or accomplish something that has been accomplished, you're just trying to get there from a place that is very difficult to get there from. Um, for those going after those goals, uh, number one, you got to have a vision. 
you got to have the vision clearly seeing yourself achieving this goal and you have to understand that um, god is the only one who gave you that vision like no one was given that vision but you so just because your friends and family can't see the vision for you you have to see it for yourself um some people get into a mode of oh my gosh i i I, I had this dream of me becoming this, but no one else can like see it or believe it. So I'm just not going to do it because maybe it's not, you know, the right thing. No, they mm -hmm. weren't given that vision. If they were given that vision, they'd be going after it too. Only you were given that vision. You're given that vision for a reason. Mm -hmm. So once you get that vision and you start grinding forward, understand that every day you're going to have to um, take action towards that goal. It's going to be daily, daily action every single day, seven days a week, not just Monday, it's, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not just Saturday or Sunday, not just, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like it has to be every day putting effort towards it, doing something every day to try to advance yourself. Even if that advancing try to make sets you back a little bit, it's okay. At least you're going somewhere because like as long as you're putting those actionable steps every day and they're ambitious, actionable steps and not just movement for no reason, because a lot of times we confuse movement with uh progress uh it has you have to have ambition that ambition is what's going to drive you forward right we all have the desire but use the ambition to drive forward so continue to push everyday action every single day as you're going through the journey understand it's going to be hard it's going to be dark you're going to be going through a very dark tunnel and there is light at the end of the tunnel but it's going to be pitch black on your entire way there that light will not show up until you just exit the exit the tunnel. I mean, you're, you're going to be inches away from the tunnel and it's still going to be pitch black. But yeah. because of that, people tend to quit. And they quit because they just can't see the light. They're like, oh my God, I thought I was going to be almost here. It's like yeah. two years later and like it's still pitch black. Not even understanding that literally it's one more foot away. You just can't see the light because you got to have faith. Faith that the light is there as long as you continue to push forward. When you have that faith, you don't quit and you stay strong enough long enough life will reward you in the end and at the end of the day um while you're going through this crazy journey you have this vision you're taking steps every single day you're going through these dark tunnels you're not quitting you're staying strong 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 remember um not to forget those who are out there reaching out for helping hand too because there's those out there who are going after their goals and dreams too and sometimes they need help because they see you doing it and maybe you're having a little bit more success maybe you're making more progress they see you and they need help they need advice um, don't forget to help those because we help others achieve their dreams. Your dreams will come true too. Thank you so much for that. And, and I, I feel like there are a lot of people who are in that space. Like you're saying, I love the comparison to a tunnel, right? That you're in this darkness, but the light is right there. And how sad if you would have stopped right here, knowing that, you know, you were just almost there. So yeah. Wow so powerful powerful words are there personal examples that you can give in terms of you know so this, this difference that you um have talked about before about you know to people who say well you know to all these success stories i will say that not all hard work gets rewarded um and you have a different position to say that there's a difference between desire and ambition and um so that ambition can you give a couple just personal examples of where you've really had to say okay and where your your ambition was really defined yeah no i, I see that happen a lot where <clears throat> um well i, I see it I, I actually saw it written a few times in uh, my my post that i had on linkedin about my parents and their new house mm -hmm. that they um were able to secure but uh, someone said something about yeah not all hard work gets rewarded and and that's just false um 
it, it does get rewarded in different ways. Just but once again, not all movement is progress, right? We we, we confuse movement with progress. So, example, I can sit, I can be standing up right now and sit here and run in place, boom, 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 just run in place, run in place, run in place, run in place. Did I actually move forward? Did I actually progress forward? No. But guess what? I still had a lot of movement. But yeah. I can just take really slow steps forward and I don't have a ton of movement, but I'm actually making progress. So don't confuse movement with progress. Just because you have a ton of movement, just because you're doing a lot, just because you take 30 meetings a day doesn't mean things are happening. It's maybe instead of taking 30 meetings a day, because that's a lot of movement, what if you took just five? And, and but there are five meaningful ones that could potentially progress you forward. All of a sudden, now you're moving forward. They're meaningful meetings because of people you're connecting with, are people who are decision makers or could lead you to decision makers, and not just anybody just to have a meeting and say yeah, I mean, because that happens a lot. I see it. People, entrepreneurs, business owners, they're like, okay, yeah, I had like ten meetings today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, were, were they meaningful meetings? Like, like, were they potentially going to lead you to a sale or lead you to? Um, uh, more business, whatever, like, there was a potential there, because that potential wasn't there, because you never know what's going to come out of it, you, uh, you know, a lot of times nothing will come out of the meeting, but at least that has to be the potential, so don't just do it, just to do it, like, movement isn't always progress, and, and, but hard work does get rewarded, and it gets rewarded in different ways, it might not just come immediately, it not, might not just be in a form of um, money, it, it, it's, it's, it's in all different kind of forms, success is 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 not defined by one particular thing i you know i, I posted the post about my parents you know um closing mm-hmm. on the new house that they bought really big house and all that stuff and uh you know people some people looked at it and were just like oh well you know that doesn't always you know uh, just, just uh, material things aren't always success you know and i was like who are you to define what success is like if mm-hmm. i feel like me purchasing a Lamborghini is is success in my life that's what I think success is success is having a dream having a vision and turning yes. it into reality that is success if, if my success is 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 purchasing a new bed for my house well then I succeeded at purchasing a bed for my house I had the thought I had the idea I did what I had to do to find the money to do it and I mm-hmm. finally got it Guess what? I succeeded. That's my success. If I'm on a racetrack, because I race professionally in NASCAR, if I'm on a racetrack, even though I don't win the race, let's say I finished like top 10, let's say I finished 10th. Well, maybe for that day, that's success for me because prior to that, maybe I had never finished top 10 and I finally got top 10. Yes, it wasn't the win, but for me, I succeeded in completing a goal. I had it here. It was a dream. I turned it into reality. That is success. So hard work does get rewarded just understand that movement can't be um, confused with progress and and as you're pushing forward as you're grinding forward understand that um uh okay my my brain just said but movement can't be (laughs) confused with progress that's the biggest thing movement can't be confused with progress understand we're gonna do a lot but at the same time too don't have it wasted And and I love that, Jesse, so much because, and I think there are so many of us who get so frustrated because we'll move, 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 I'm doing all these things, having all these meetings, doing all these things, making all these connections, and we're not seeing the progress. But when we sit to just sort of evaluate, was this toward, was this a movement thing? Was this a progress thing? Um, And so to have those two clearly defined, yeah. 
thank you. Thank you for taking this time and sharing all of this with us. And um, I know you've, you've got some things to get to, so I don't want to keep you long, but I do want to just say that just by showing up, you um, do so much. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I feel like people say, well, I have to do this, I have to do this. And like you're saying, have to get first, have to do these things. And that's what the success is. But sometimes success is also just showing up and being that example for other people. Like you're saying, people along the way who are, who are grinding just like you to take the time in the moment to help them along, you know, um, Thank you for the work that you do and the messages that you share. Keep rocking it like you do. And thank you for helping us become more aware now. Thank you. Most definitely. Thank you. Produced by Awareness Ties, Shifting Higher featured Jesse Awuji. Interviewed by Alan McGuire. Podcast intro track by Davy Speck. Episode soundtrack by Soul Rising. Thank you for listening to Aware Now. To read our magazine, watch our broadcast, or join our community, be sure to visit our website, awarenessties.us.